Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. It is 1235 in Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. We're in Dallas, Texas, and right now Elliot Friedman and myself are about one floor away from each other. The calm before the storm before we head over to... Uh, What's the American Airlines Center, I believe, uh, in Dallas? We haven't been here, by the way. Uh, Connor McDavid uh, uh, was sick for performance in November. The second week of November had three points. The Oilers lost 6 3, and then Edmonton came back once more to Dallas. Actually, they played two Saturday afternoon games against the Stars and lost them both in Big D this year. Elliot's appearances on Oilers Now are brought to you by the River Cree Resort Casino. They've got the greatest Scottish rock band of all time. August 10th, it is Nazareth. Uh, well, I don't know if love hurts, but I will tell you right now, uh, we're trying to figure out what's going to happen. And we'll start, Elliot, um, with maybe the biggest, uh, you know, some names that we're here are rising and maybe some names that we hear are falling in sort of the top uh, 10 to 12 in uh, the draft coming up tonight. By the way, i got to say, Stoffer, it's good to know where all that noise was coming from last night now. Oh, my wife will tell you there's no chance a lot happened. <laughs> I was referring to snoring. Oh, uh, it's like the Flintstones, eh? Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, risers and fallers. You know, I, I mean, the, uh, the one thing that I, I think is interesting is that, you know, Montreal seems locked into the Finnish center, Kakanyemi, at, at, at wherever they're picking. Right. And I don't think anybody expected he would go third. But if Montreal stays there, I, I think a lot of people would be surprised if they don't take him. So I think that makes him a, a bit of a riser. And then you you go to Ottawa, and there's a lot of talk that Ottawa's going to go. If Kakanyemi goes there, it's Zadina or it's one of the top D, maybe Dobson. Yeah. And then Arizona, if it's not someone going in there to get Brady Kachuk or something like that, I think it's going to be wild. I think it's it's hard to say, like who like to put specific names. I think it just depends on who ends up picking. Like Montreal could throw this draft totally crazy because they've got a specific need, and it sounds like they're prepared to take a player a lot higher than a lot of other people picked it to go. So that changes everything. But you know, outside the top couple of guys. I don't know if this is right. Everybody, everybody BS is right around the draft. It looks like Boquist, the D, is falling a little bit. It looks like Hayton, the center, is coming up a bit. Um, you know, but I, I think the one to me is interesting is Brady Kachuk because, like, I think a team, I could see a team like Calgary having real interest to see if they could get in there to get him. But it's hard to tell where the interest is in him, um, you know, because he's not specifically a center or a D. And I think that, that he's a real wild card early on in this draft. 
Yeah, I mean, does Arizona make sense for Kachuk? Now, you said wild with Arizona. You don't mean Bodie wild. You mean that things could open Oh, no, things could get really well. Like, like the thing is, like, the draft really, like, look, we all know Deline's going one, and Carolina's keeping, barring a stunner, Carolina's keeping two, and Svechnikov. Right. And then I think the call, the call's a start, you know. and. Yeah. You know, uh, Dorian's in a real interesting situation yes. there. You know, I, I do believe he's keeping the pick. Um, you know, I, I do believe he's keeping the pick. Um, and then, you know, Cheka in, in number five, he's a, he's a dealer. He likes to make deals. And everybody knows that you get to him at five and he'll listen to you. So uh, I think that's why it could potentially be wild there because I think that he's a guy who is completely unafraid to take your call and say, what do you got? All right. Uh, you, you spoke about Montreal. We'll start there and then yep. get to Ottawa and maybe go through uh, Minnesota and Carolina, but let's start with the Montreal Canadiens. Um, they have a captain, Max Pacioretty. Yep. The New York Islanders have two picks at 11 and 12. Yep. Theory, could you see the Montreal Canadiens perhaps offering Pacioretty uh, to Lou Lamorello to get to number 11 uh, to, to get an additional uh, pick? Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I mean, you know, uh, a couple of things there. I do think Montreal is trying to get a second first-rounder. You know, they've got that one at three, and then I think they'd love to get one, you know, where the Islanders are. Um, or also, Montreal has 35 and 38 at the top of the second round. Right. And I could see them offering both of those to get later into the first round. So I, I do think that's what he wants to do. I, the one thing I haven't been able to determine, and it's going to be harder now with Lamorello there, is how interested the Islanders are in Pacioretty. I've had people say that they are interested. I've had people say that they are not. So, uh, um, you know, I, so I, I think it's kind of difficult to tell. The one thing I'm curious about is, you know, Kovalchuk, Boston is really in there. San Jose sounds confident they're in there. Um, you know, also Vegas and L.A. If L.A. gets doesn't get Kovalchuk, I do think that Pacioretty is on their list. With Also with a guy like Skinner. I think what's interesting about L.A. is, would they go after two guys? Like, would they consider going after both Kovalchuk and Pacioretty, or a combination of two of Kovalchuk and Pacioretty and Skinner? I think, I mean, depending on what it would cost them and in and, and terms of both, do they have to do extensions? What kind of players or picks do they have to give up? Uh, I wonder if they would consider doing something like two out of three. Um, that, I think, is an interesting one. Well, I'll throw one out here for the Islanders. I mean, Lamarillo's gone in there as a GM. Uh, they've got a head coach now in Barry Trotz, with yep. uh, you know Gil Scott representing him. Um, if you're trying to convince John Tavares, you got picks at 11 and 12. You've already benefited from the Reinhardt trade before, where he had multiple picks in the first round. You know, do they go and trade for Pacioretty? And oh, by the way, while we're at it, go trade for Grubauer and add two more pieces as a way to show the seriousness to Tavares. You know, look, we're building something here. You know, I think if the Islanders really want to go for it, I wonder if they go after Panarin. Wow. Like, I mean, like, like I have a theory here. Like, if I was Columbus, I'd go for it next year. Like, especially after seeing Washington climb yep. the mountain uh, this year. Like, I think Columbus is really good. I, I think they're really They were good. close. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were up there. Two, they were cross bar away from going up 3 nothing. 
And, you know, I, I think they're really close. I think they're really good. You know, I think they have good fans, too. And, and I wonder, like, do you say to your fans, guys, we're all in, and we're going for it next year, and we're keeping Panarin, and we're keeping Bobrovsky, and if they walk, they walk, but we want to take one more shot with this group. And then they'll have cap room. Um, but, like, if I'm, if I'm Lou Lamorello, look, uh, Artemi Panarin says right now he doesn't want to sign in Columbus. Maybe that changes, maybe not. But if I'm in the New York area with a big Russian-speaking population, yep. I'm taking a shot at it. And plus, you know, they're trying to get Tavares to sign, and that's another reason I'm taking a shot at it. But, like, I, I think if you're the Islanders and you have your pick of the guys you want to go after, I think Panarin's first on that list and and every and then you you go into the skinners the Pacioretties, and the guys who are good players but just not on his level Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers joining us on Oilers now courtesy of the River Cree Resort Casino All right Elliot uh there have been some suggestions that Cam Talbot is in play with Edmonton now I would be stunned with this never say yeah. never but I would be stunned. Uh, you hearing anything along that lines? Well, I, the one thing I always say is that, and I, I've talked to you about this before, Bob, is, is how many truly untouchable players are there in this league? Sure. So, I mean, you guys have you guys have one, okay? You guys have one, and there's there's probably not many more. And you know, I I think the thing is this: would would it really surprise anybody listening to this show if Cam Talbot's name was brought up? At, at some point, no, it wouldn't. Uh, you know, and, and and but the thing is, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Like if, if you're Edmonton, and next year is such a big year for you, you're not trading Cam Talbot unless there's an obvious solution that comes either with right. it or right after it. And so I think the only way that they're trading Cam Talbot is is if Oiler fans look at the deal and say, "Okay, I get it. I see why they did that." All right, we've gone uh, about eight or nine minutes here and not talked about Colton Pareko. This or is Brad. all your fault, by the way, eh? Your cryptic Colton tweet. Pareko's my fault? Yes, because you send out all these cryptic tweets, and then we have to all chase them. Does it make sense that he might be in play? In you know, this is what I think. I think that... I don't think... Look, I have no doubt that Edmonton has looked around and said, We'd love to have that guy, and I have no doubt that they've probably called St. Louis and said, if our 10 pick was in play, you know, what are we talking about here? And from what I understand, they're not the only ones. I think St. Louis has been asked a bit on Pareko. I think if it happens, and I stress if, the price is going to be really high. Like, yeah. I don't, I can't see it being like just 10 for Pareko. I will be blown away if that happens. But I think this, I think teams ask, and like I said in my answer about Cam Talbot, everybody considers everything. But, you know, he's a hell of a player. He's signed to a great contract. I think he's got four more years left on it. Yeah. Like, that's tremendous cost certainty for a hell of a player. I think if he gets traded, it's going to be an enormous return. All right. Um, if you were, do you think Doug Armstrong, I mean, I mean, his team tanked in the second half of the season. Yeah. They were the best team in hockey in October and for the first half of November last year. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some concern that there wasn't enough jam in that lineup, and the reason why I mention it is because the guy that 
well, from the point that I put that tweet out, the guy that gets mentioned the most is Darnell Nurse for Colton Pareko. And for me, that'd be tough for Edmonton to do because I see Nurse as part of that sort of mcdavid Drysettle trio. Yep. Uh, Darnell's got a lot of room to grow out his game. Uh, he's not only. Yeah, I thought now. he played really hard last year at a time where the others weren't going very well. Right, right. And that says a lot to me about what a guy's made of. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, well, well. We'll have to wait and see. The uh, thing so. is, though, like if if you had your choice, Bob, as good as I think Nurse is, I think you'd rather have the other guy. Just because of the different dimension, you know. Yeah, like uh, he's—I think he's just—you know—he's got a higher offensive ceiling. I think. Yeah, that's but Nurse is likely going to be on a bridge for two years at three millions, and Colton's at five and a half. So, yes. now here's another name for you. And mm-hmm. you know, I were sort of piggybacking off some other suggestions out there. The Anaheim Ducks. Did, yep. You know, Brandon Montour is, uh, you know, his his ELC's up. Yep. They are they are a notoriously tight team. Yep. Could is his name out there at all? It has been put out there, but I, I, I again, I think it's an enormous return. I, I okay. think it's a really big return. Like the thing is, I think like most names get like, you know, sometimes I'll call GMs and I'll be like, "Have you talked about this guy?" And they get mad because like we talk about everybody. Yeah. And you know, I think Bob Murray's that guy too. I think if somebody called him and asked him about Brandon Montour, he'd say. You know, okay, what are we talking about here? And, and he'd say, you better do a lot better than that. Like, there, there's guys, I, I believe, Bob, when, when they get traded, you hear it and you say, okay, I understand why this guy went in that deal. I think Pareko's one, I think Montour's another. Like, if those guys get dealt, we're going to look at the deal and we're going to say, oof, I get it. All right, let's switch uh, focus to Ottawa. Um, I, I obviously have some empathy for the position of Pierre Dorian. You know, he doesn't have a lot of support right now. Uh, Brian Murray passed away, and Daniel Elfordson left the organization. Uh, they've got a you know an assistant manager, and Randy Lee currently uh, suspended uh, by the organization. Uh, I guess he, he got what he thought he could get from Mike Hoffman. We're hearing reports today now. It sounds like Anderson and his wife are looking for a little bit of a move. And I think that's guy. true. Well, and they're going to have to honor that one. I mean, that's, that's you know, he's, he's, he's a good person. and family went through a difficult time. Um, could you see Mark Stone only signing a one-year deal in Ottawa and going UFA here? I just think if you're Ottawa, you can't let that happen. Yeah. I, like, I, like, I don't think you can. Like, I think Ottawa's keeping the pick. I, I do think it's like you're asking me right now at, at the one thirty central time on – or I should do it your time, like 12.45 Central uh, Mountain Time yep. on Friday. Um, you know, are they keeping the pick? I believe they are. So you've already got one situation hanging over you because you're sitting there looking at, oh, we better be decent next year so we don't give up the number one overall pick. You're going to have two over you. You know, one of the thing, one of the rumors going around here was that, well, first of all, I think teams are asking them about Stone, what their plans on. The guy's a heck of a player. Who yep. wouldn't? Uh, one of the rumors that was going around here was like, would Ottawa ask Calgary for Michael Stone to make Mark happy? Like, would it help there? Would it help him stay, for example, if they acquired Michael from the Flames and they could play together? Um, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but I, I think it was one of the things floating around uh, Dallas last night. I heard. Well, the funny um, part, the, fu- the funny part about Michael Stone is when he came over from Arizona, mm-hmm. he he really made a substantive impact to Glenn Gulletson's team. I mean, he helped settle out. That's right when they went on that hot streak two years ago. Yeah, and then they went and gave up the one and the two to get Hamannik. And T.J. Brody and Hamannik never had the same sort of rhythm as a pairing that Brody and Stone had. 
So, you know, they moved Stone into the five hole on the third pairing right shot D. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, he was better than Hamannick in that, you know. So, I think it was I think it was an interesting year for Hamannick. One of the things I think that really happened was, you know, Brody, as you know, he's a real freelancer. I, I'm yeah. not sure that's a good match for Hamannick. I think he needs to know he's someone who he knows where they are all the time. And I, I really saw, like, a mismatch there, and I think that's something they'll try and fix. All right, Elliot, let's cut to the brass tacks here. So we are okay. roughly, um, we're roughly about four hours away from the draft. Yep. Name a player uh, who a lot of people think is going to go tonight, who's going to end up getting traded, and name a player who people think might get traded who is not going to get traded tonight. Uh, I'll probably get this totally wrong. I, I hate these predictions, Bob, because I always get them wrong. But I, I think a player who probably doesn't get traded is going to be Ryan O'Reilly. Okay. I think there will be teams who wait to see where Tavares goes before they, um, be, where Tavares goes before they're on O'Reilly. I think that seven and a half million dollar bonus on July first makes it hard because I think if Buffalo trades him to another team that's going to have to pay that, I think the return is going to be less. I think teams will say, if you want us to pay that, we're not giving you as much. So that's one thing I think. I think the a guy who could go. I think is Justin Falk, and uh, you know I've heard Detroit. They've been on and off with him, and uh, I, I just think Carolina will be interested in doing something. And I could see a team like Detroit biting on Falk. Seeing people would say, you know, Edmonton should be on Falk, and I, he played one of his worst games ever against the Oilers this year. He put two pucks in his own net, and I know that can hard, happen to anybody. The hardcore analytics guys in Edmonton do not like him. They, they, you know. I think he's. I think he's a serviceable, you know, second pairing right shot defenseman. Uh, he had a you know brutal shooting percentage last year that dropped his numbers down quite a bit. But it'll be. Intriguing. I have to look at the way he plays on the power play. But I know you guys are looking at a, at a power play quarterback, and I, that to me would be the question. Like, and and I'll, I'll admit I haven't looked at how he plays on the power play and how that would line up. But that if I was the Oilers, that would be the intriguing thing. But you know you're also trying to get a guy like he's got I think two years left on his deal right so you're sitting there and you're not giving up the assets Carolina's gonna gonna want if it's a guy who might walk in two years probably so uh, I think I don't know if that's a safe bet for the Oilers well it should be uh certainly interesting we went the whole 15 minute segment without talking about Milano Lucic we do have Jerry Johansson coming up um I've to see Jerry doing interviews sometimes you know if you don't ASK in life, no, you don't T E T. That's right. Uh, I just I have a feeling we're going to see Milan uh, in Edmonton. Well, that's what Peter Sorelli said yesterday, right? And, well, and, uh, and I defer I, to Peter on that since he controls yeah. it. But uh, and you know what? I think that's probably the right answer. I, I really do. Like if Milan Lucic wants to be traded, the Oilers should say up your trade value. And uh, I, I think that's the right. I think that's the right road to take. Elliot, tell our, tell our listeners right now what time. Um, what time uh, the coverage starts on NHL Hockey on Rogers and Sportsnet for... 5 o'clock yeah. Mountain Time okay. uh, is when it... Well, I mean, we're going to be there. I mean, Tim and Sid's going to have a few of us from there today. We'll be around all day, but the coverage, uh, it actually begins at 5 o'clock uh, Mountain Time. I've got to do a walk-through, a stand-up walk-through through all the GMs. I can't wait to see how that's going to go. Boy, they're going to be happy to see you. Oh, <laughs> yes, they will. A couple in particular. All right, awesome stuff, Elliot. We appreciate your time. All right, Bob. 
Collider snoring tonight. See you tomorrow. All right. That's uh, Elliot Friedman from uh, NHL Hockey and Rogers. It is 12.54 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. And guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 1990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday night, date night at Roos Chris, we're two can dine for $120. We'll check out for a couple minutes, uh, return uh, once more from Dallas before uh, we go off to the 1 o'clock uh, Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a Pro-Am Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1257 in Edmonton. You can text us at 630, 630 uh, and tweet us at Oilers Now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. This tweet comes in from at Hockey Symposium Speeds. He says, Bob, if Mark Stone feels like heading to UFA, I don't know if it's really in Ottawa's control. He can opt for arbitration this year and be a UFA next year. 100% agree with your speeds. I think Ottawa's... Pierre Dorian's in a tough, tough spot. Again, this is Oilers Now. We're joining you from Dallas, Texas. A reminder, looking for a fun destination this year? Take the kids to Disneyland. It's the happiest place on earth for the kids. Fabulous fun, great food, warm weather. Book now. It's about the kids after all. Book now with New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes non-stop airfare, four-star hotel for seven nights and uh, five-day attractions pass for the record. Uh, I'm a big fan of Splash Mountain. Don't know if we're going to be making a splash at tonight's draft. Uh, for reservations to Disneyland, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or book online, newwesttravel.com. Corey Pronman is going to talk to us about the top picks coming up in the draft from The Athletic after a global news weather traffic update. Hylene Bell.